Thanks, Matt. And good morning, Manningham Christian Center. It is so good to be with you this morning. For those that don't know me, my name is Gary Morgan. And along with my wife, Sarah, we lead School of Prophets, which is based here in Melbourne, but also as well has expression in Perth, in Brisbane, and also as well online. It is so good to be with you today. And I'm excited that I get to add to uh, get to undergird, get to dovetail into this incredible series you've been going through, Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. And I want to encourage you today, even before we get into today's message, is the name of God, Jehovah Rapha, isn't just about who he is, it's what he does. And I believe even as I'm speaking right now, if you're listening to my voice and you've got pain, you've got a need for healing, I want to encourage you, believe with me, because I'm believing with you today, that God can bring a manifestation of who He is wherever you are right now. You see, I think sometimes we uh, wait for, sometimes we think, okay, well, we'll get through the message and then we'll get to maybe healing. I want to encourage you right now, His Word is life. His Word brings life wherever it touches and so if you're hearing me right now and you need healing in your body i pray that god would manifest that even as i speak in jesus name jehovah rapha the god that heals we see this in exodus where god gives his name to the israelites just as moses was uh, purifying the water and we see this as god as a promise to his um his children, the children of Israel. And we see this in Exodus 15, 26, which we're going to begin as a, a reading today. This is what it says. If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your God who heals you. Now, I, I'm so thankful that all these laws, that all these um, requirements are all founded in Jesus Christ. And so I'm keeping hold of, I'm anchoring into Jesus, but knowing that this name manifests in who Jesus is. And one of the things that I love is that Jesus is the, the manifestation of Jehovah Rapha. We see this in, in Matthew, and I love Matthew 9, 8 and 9, because we see these incredible headings of Jesus heals, Jesus heals, Jesus heals. But I want to dial back a moment and really begin to express this truth that we find in Exodus, is that God isn't saying, listen, I'm just going to be Jehovah Rapha when you've got a sickness. No, no, Jehovah Rapha is also there as a prevention. Jehovah Rapha is also there as a promise to say, hey, listen, I'm not just going to be the God who heals when you need healing, but I'm also going to be the God who prevents disease, pestilence to come at your door. So I love this, this response of God who's saying, listen, I'm not just going to be a God who heals, but I'm also going to be a God who protects. I'm going to be a God who keeps covenant with my people. And so it's this beautiful both and, not either or, that we see in God. This is the beautiful promise of Jehovah Rapha. He's a God that sees. He's a God that heals. And so we find this as a promise when all of a sudden the children of Israel had witnessed the pestilence, the, the, the plagues that had come on Egypt. 
You see, all of a sudden, God made a promise with his people. You saw that against my enemy, but this is what you're going to see with you as my friends. This is what you're going to see as me, as your people. And this is why covenant is so important. You see, I'm not connecting with God because he is a God that heals. I'm connecting with God because God is God. And all the things that he is, all the names that he has become manifestations of his nature, of his intent in and through my life. I want to encourage you today, friends, that when it comes to the place of healing, is there is two things that we can find. We can find a place of appointment and we can find a place of disappointment. We can find a place where all of a sudden we see it manifest and we rejoice. And then all of a sudden we see it not manifest and we find it in a place of disappointment, a place of strife, a place of even um, trauma. And I want to encourage you today is that God wants to speak into this area of us knowing that there is a space and place in God that we see incredible healing. But also as well, I want to speak about the elephant in the room because there is times when we don't see that manifestation. And friends, there's times in my life where I have prayed for friends that I have, I have, you know, poured my heart out to say, God, I want to see these people healed. And Jesus takes them. And friends, it becomes a moment of sober reflection where I have to trust that his ways are higher than my ways, that there's something bigger that I'm not seeing that he knows about. And I want to tell you right now, there, there are two there are two responses when it comes to sickness. One, it's the kindness of God. The other one, it is the absolute attack and demonic manifestation of the enemy on someone's life. I tell you, there's people who are just taken too soon. And it's, it's the, the needless casualties of war. And friends, I want to encourage you right now, is there's times in my life where, where I have so battled this area of not seeing people healed. But I want to tell you right now, it doesn't stop me praying. It doesn't stop me believing for the next person. If anything, it resolutes my faith into a place of God. I am going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. You see, not just healing, but I remember, you know, being in, in Africa once and, you know, hearing the stories of people being, you know, raised from the dead. And just this incredible uh, manifestation of seeing people come to a place of being raised from the dead. It doesn't stop people praying. And I remember, uh, you know, interestingly, a good friend um, sharing how he would go to funerals. And he would walk into funerals and be part of the party. And he would walk up uh, to the open casket. This was in America. And he would walk up and he would say their name. John, John, can you hear me? Get up in Jesus' name. And he would keep praying, believing for, you know, the raising of the dead. And he would go to, you know, funeral after funeral until he was caught out. And, you know, the funeral director realized he couldn't know all these people. And, and started getting barred, but it didn't stop him praying. And one of the things I want to encourage you today, if I, can, if I can anchor anything in my message to you, is this. Friends, don't allow 
the the non-manifestation of healing stopping you praying for the manifestation of healing because i want to tell you and encourage you friends when when the breakthrough happens it is something that is so profound it is so awe-inspiring it is so um let me say this it is such a privilege and an honor to see god manifest healing in someone and so when it comes to jehovah rapha in our life i want to encourage you that it, it actually is a partnership that takes place you see one of the things that i think happens is we think that we need to manifest the healing you see and i think what we do is we focus so much on on the end product that we don't actually realize the person we're connecting with you see my prayer isn't impersonal my prayer doesn't happen because i want something to happen it's my prayer happens is because i want someone to manifest and that someone is jesus that someone is jehovah rapha and so i want to encourage you when we go and pray when we go and engage with this place of healing friends don't let the end result be the idol don't let the end result be the aim be the connection with god allow the connection with god the 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 place of manifestation of relationship and covenant allow that to be the connection because when that's the connection healing will manifest and i want to encourage you right now all throughout scripture there is so many times and we see it with jesus himself praying for the blind man he prays for him first and then all of a sudden the blind man sees just like blurry trees and jesus prays again and all of a sudden the guy receives his sight i want to encourage you today friends don't allow the first appointment to stop you don't allow the first disappointment to stop you engage press in and see what god is wanting to do i want to gird this thought with with this truth there is a difference between healing and miracles and a lot of times we pray for a healing expecting a miracle and we see throughout scripture we see the difference between healing and miracles how many times have we read in scripture and god healed that person that very hour or they went away and they were healed and so we realize healing has a time aspect miracles have no time aspect it's literally miracles are instant and the danger comes is when we pray for healing but we expect a miracle or when we pray for a miracle but we're expecting a healing we've got to be so aware that when we pray for healing that we don't engage with disappointment we don't engage with well nothing's happening therefore i'm going to allow the appointment to become a disappointment i want to encourage you right now it's all about that place of realizing even in the time i'm still giving thanks and thanksgiving is so key when it comes to healing friends because thanksgiving opens gates thanksgiving causes that which we have hoped for to step into the place that we are faithing for you see hope says please but faith says thank you and so what i've hoped for in asking god i now give thanks for in seeing that manifest you see in that place of thanksgiving things begin to open and i want to encourage you is don't confuse 
the place of of healing and the place of miracles because i want to tell you miracles manifest and when you see a miracle you know someone get out of a wheelchair when you see you know a leg grow when you see someone and sarah had this happen when she prayed for this guy uh on one of her mission uh, missionary trips he had no um one of his vertebrae was missing so literally you could put your hand into the the base of his back and all muscle had had built around that place just to but he couldn't bend because of this issue and you could put your hand in and all of a sudden the team began to pray and sarah literally said hun when all of a sudden where my hand was it literally you could feel the concave or the or the the gap literally it was like boom it came out and met my hand and all of a sudden god did a miracle in that moment you see it's amazing you know a number of times we've we've prayed for people who've had self-harm scars and we're like jesus take away the trauma we thank you that you're bringing healing and all of a sudden you know scars that were there in one moment have gone the next you see these are miracles but i want to encourage you with healing when you pray for healing the amount of times when i've prayed for people particularly um with headaches or with uh, trauma or stuff like that it's like i just say i'm thanking god that tomorrow morning you're going to get up and you'll be healed and friends there are times when that doesn't happen but then they get up the next day and they're healed and you're like okay maybe i shouldn't try being god and so i want to encourage you there's times when we see time frame healed you see in what ways does god want to heal us what are some of the ways that we see this healing manifest well friends there are various manifestations of healing it's not just physical it can be emotional it can be spiritual or soul healing it can be in a place where god wants to heal the different aspects of um, heart, of emotion, of all them different places. And so the other thing I want to encourage you today is not to restrict God in the area of healing. Because I want to encourage you the amount of times that I have been praying for one thing, but God does something else is, is just incredible. And so I want to encourage you right now. I was at a um at a service once and through a word of knowledge the lord identified this woman that that god wanted me to speak over and so i said uh excuse me love could you just stand well she, the next thing i heard was she goes i am i didn't realize that she was hunched over and literally she was so hunched over it looked like she was sitting but she was actually standing and i'm thinking oh my gosh god give me you know open up the floor I, I just you know this is so embarrassing and so I start ministering over her and as I began to prophesy the Lord gave me a specific word of knowledge that I began to speak into and all of a sudden it was like we heard like this pop and this crack and she just stood up straight now I'm not praying for healing I'm not even in that realm I'm I'm prophesying I'm releasing words of life and words of knowledge nothing to do with healing but what i spoke into was a trauma that she had she had uh, suffered as a kid and all of a sudden that trauma was connected to her infirmity 
And as soon as I spoke into and began to minister into that trauma, all of a sudden her infirmity disappeared and she stood up. Literally, you could hear it in the auditorium. There was like this pop and crack and she stood up and it was like, God, I wasn't even thinking about healing and you did it. And this is the beautiful thing, friends. We can't think one dimensionally when it comes to healing. I want to encourage you. This is something we um, teach in our, in our School of Prophets is that God is a multidimensional God. God is a multifaceted God. And you could find yourself, you know, ministering in the area of the prophetic and God is healing. You could find yourself in an area of giving person a word of encouragement and God brings his healing. Now we see uh, five ways in scripture that God manifests healing in these following biblical passages. We see sickness and infirmity. The promise of God healing that is found in Psalm 41 verse 3. We see healing for mental affliction. We see that in Jonah 2, 5 to 7. And it's amazing this, this place of mental affliction or what we call as mental illness. I truly believe, guys, that is a pandemic right now. And it's something that I am passionate about, particularly in the area of the prophetic, because the amount of, of, of prophetic people, we've seen probably five or six do school of prophets these last seven years who were diagnosed with mental illness. We're told that you couldn't function because you have mental illness. We invited them into the school, supported them in such a way that by the end of the school, they all of a sudden found breakthrough and healing in their mental illness. And I want to encourage you right now. There is a promise of God healing mental illness. You are not a write-off if you have mental illness. You see, I wear glasses because my eyes have an illness. It's called stigmatism. And I wear glasses for that. And so I want to encourage you right now. God partners with doctors. God partners with, with things that are going to help us in our healing. Now, friend, let me tell you a story about these. I was in South Africa. And me and a friend, uh, we'd gone out on a missionary trip. And I was 19. And a friend was standing next to me. And the, the evangelist got up and said, the Lord just spoke to me. If you take off your glasses and stamp on them, he's going to heal your eyes. And I'm standing there like, no chance. And, you know, I, my sight is, you know, I got stigmatism in one eye and, and um, a partial stigmatism in the other. And, you know, I need my glasses. I've, I've worn glasses since I was four. Now, the guy next to me who's with me, like, he's got, like, milk bottle glasses. Like, he hasn't just got a stigmatism. He's got, like, his glasses are so thick. And, you know, he's practically blind without them. And so I'm standing there and I'm thinking, you know, I haven't, got, I haven't got faith for this. Because one, I haven't got another pair of glasses with me. I'm all the way in South Africa. Number two, you know, I, I like my glasses. I am a glasses person. It's not that I don't like my glasses. And so I'm standing there. I turn over. This guy had taken off his glasses and he had stamped on them. And I'm thinking, what the heck are you doing? And the evangelist starts praying and, you know, asks everyone to cover their eyes. And so I'm just standing there thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to get this guy to see? And all of a sudden, he takes his hands off his eyes and he starts screaming. And friends, this is not, oh, this is a, ah, my gosh. And I'm like, what's happened? He said, I can see, I can see. 
And I'm like, so I'm, I'm thinking like, what the, I should have done this. But then I'm like, I like my glasses. And so friends, I want to encourage you. You know, there are these moments where, you know, we just see God manifest in such, you know, sometimes crazy ways. But he manifests. Amen. That's what I'm excited about. In Psalm 23.3, God encourages us that he can heal spiritual fatigue. Friends, burnout is real. You see, one of the things I've realized in my journey with God is either I'm a burning one or I'm a burnt out one. Either I am flowing or I'm in a place of, of just being dammed up with the cares of life. And so there is a promise in Psalm 23.3 that God can heal spiritual fatigue. It's not just bodily fatigue. It's spiritual. You can be fatigued in your spirit. And so I want to encourage you. There's healing for you today. In Psalm 147 verse 3, there is a promise that God will heal emotional suffering. Friends, I want to encourage you, as I'm beginning to speak these out, I want to encourage you, if it, if it resonates with you, say, Father, I receive that healing in Jesus' name. And so there is healing for emotional suffering. And we find that in Psalm 147, verse 3. I want to encourage you, there is healing for emotional suffering. If you've found yourself in emotional trauma, if you found yourself in uh, an emotionally abusive place, I want to encourage you, there is healing for you today. And last in John 14, 27, there is healing for anxiety or worry. Friends, anxiety is this place where you know it can disable us. Worry is something of you know believing or for something that's not even real. You see, one of the things that I, I realize is worry is, is real in the area of manifesting so many untruths or lies in our life. The friends, we have to change the narrative. Let me ask this question this morning. How many of us know how to meditate? I'm not talking about the new age stuff. I'm talking where Psalms, David said, I meditate on your, your word day and night. How many of us know how to meditate? You know, maybe a few hands have gone up now. Let me ask you this question. How many of us know how to worry? You see, worry and meditation are the same things. It's what we fix our mind on. It's what we fixate on in a situation and a circumstance. I want to encourage you right now is to find breakthrough, not in an area where you worry, but in an area where you worship and meditate on what he said about you and through you in Jesus' name. You see, I want to encourage you that there is a there is a manifestation of healing that God doesn't just want to do in moments, but he actually wants to create movements of healing in and through our life. And I want us, if we can, to turn to Matthew. Uh, and as I said at the beginning, I love Matthew 8 and 9 because we just see almost like these headlines of healing that, you know, God uh, cleanses the leper. He heals the centurion's servant. Peter's mother-in-law is healed. Many are healed that evening. Uh, he goes on and, and it says that Jesus forgives uh, or heals the demon-possessed man. Men. Jesus forgives and heals the paralytic as we get into chapter 9. Uh, we see that uh, Jesus uh, heals the little girl and the woman is restored with the issue of blood. 
then it says that the mute man speaks. Then it says that Jesus had compassion uh, on the people and brought incredible healing. And so, you know, what amazes me about this is we see not just Jesus talking about it, but we see him manifested. And one of the areas that I truly believe is a key uh, to seeing Jehovah Rapha manifest in our life and through our life is the power of testimony. And I want to undergird what I've shared so far with these truths that we find in Matthew 9. Now in Matthew 9 verse 18, we see that Jesus, uh, you know, is, is on his way uh, to, uh, you know, wherever he's going. And this rich young ruler comes and says, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So this guy now is declaring what Jesus isn't going to do, but can do. And this is one of the areas, I believe, it's, it's testimony because we're testifying of what God can do. And a lot of times that I've found, even in the area of, of healing or praying for people, is, is not just declaring what God um, has done, but what God can do. And so there's an area of testimony we've got to understand. Testimony or testifying is an area where we testify what God has done or we testify what he can do. And this is the power of testimony. And we see this, this rich young ruler, all of a sudden, or this ruler, whatever word we want to say, is all of a sudden he's testifying about what Jesus can do. My daughter has just died. You come, lay your hand on her, and she will be made well. Friends, that is extenuating um, evidence. That is, that is testimony of not just what has happened, but what, what will happen. He's almost prophesying what can take place. And this is what I believe is so powerful when it comes to the area of healing. Jesus, I thank you that you are going to touch this person. And as you do, they will be made well. Whoa, man, that just shifts the way we engage with healing. You see, we go from pleading to praising. We go from this place of God, can you, to God, you can. <laughs> we go from this place of God, can you, to God, you can. And so this is what I love about faith. Because faith doesn't just believe in what God can do, but what God will do. Amen? And so we see this narrative take place. All of a sudden, this woman, uh, this guy has come, this ruler has come and said, Jesus, come and do this. And the Bible tells us in verse 19, so Jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples. What? This guy now as literally in his capacity. Why? Because he's a ruler. He, he knows leadership. He knows delegation. He knows how to delegate. And it's almost like we see in verse 18, he has just delegated healing to Jesus. And the Bible tells us, verse 19, that Jesus gets up and follows him. But this is what I love. Verse 20, and suddenly. How many of us love the suddenlies of God? 
because I love the suddenness of God. The Bible tells us, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Now let's paint the picture. Jesus had just been commissioned. Jesus had just been delegated to bring healing or to raise this, this girl to life. Bring resurrection. And Jesus is walking on his way. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this woman. She just slips in. It's almost like she slips into the narrative. She slips into the story. And the Bible tells us, and suddenly a woman came who had an issue uh, for 12 years with the flow of blood, came and touched the hem of his garment. Now, friends, speaking, testifying, prophesying, we find in verse uh, 21. I love this. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. What? Where did she get that from? She literally spoke or prophesied her healing. You see, it came out of pleading to proclaiming. It came out of God can you to God you can. And so all of a sudden we find a place where this woman had prophesied, this woman had spoken, this woman had declared and decreed that if I touch his hem, I'll be made well. And the Bible tells us, in verse 22, and Jesus turned around and when he saw her said, be of good cheer. Daughter, your faith, your faith, not mine, your faith has made you well. And the Bible says the woman was made well from that hour. You can see their healing take place, not miracles, healing. You see, Jesus turned to her and said, your faith, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All of a sudden, her faith manifested. Why? Because she declared and proclaimed, it's not God can you, God you can. If I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. And the Bible tells us that, that Jesus went on then to the ruler's house and raised the girl from the dead. And this is what I love about this woman. You don't know her name. You don't know where she's from. All we know is, is she had a flow of blood for 12 years or, or hemorrhaging for 12 years. And she interjects into this story. She comes in to this story and then she disappears. But does she? And this is where we begin to understand the power of testimony when it comes to healing. You see, we think that this woman just came into the narrative and then disappeared, but she didn't. Because if you go five chapters later, so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew 14. I love this. And we find it in verse 34. Matthew 14, 34. Five chapters later, this is what it says. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gesenaret. And when the men of that place recognized him being Jesus, they sent out into all the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that they only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. What? Where did they get this from? Where did they know just to touch the hem of his garment? Why? Because testimony. Testimony creates an opportunity for God to do it again. Testimony creates an opportunity for saying, God, you did it then, you can do it now. And that's why it is so 
powerful to testify. And I want to encourage you guys, when you step into this place of seeing, of encountering, of experiencing the healing touch, don't keep it to yourself. Tell someone. Because I guarantee your breakthrough can be someone else's breakthrough. And we see it here in Matthew 14, 36. And they begged him that they may only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Friends, I want to tell you right now, this isn't a formula. This isn't a, um, a do this and this will happen. This is testimony. This is the power of testimony. This woman in, in chapter 9, we don't know her name. We don't know where she comes from, but we know that her testimony traveled. We know that her testimony went somewhere. You see, this is the beautiful thing. You know, when God does something with someone, maybe the someone won't be known, but what God does to the someone will. And that's why it's so important to have a culture of testimony when we are believing for, when we are cultivating, when we're stepping into. You see, I want to encourage you right now. Guys, have a culture of praying for. Have a culture of believing for. Have a culture of laying hands on uh, people. But friends, we have to also have a culture that, that complements that. A culture of testimony. Because your testimony could go somewhere. I want to tell you right now. It could go from Melbourne to Mumbai. It could go from Melbourne to Massachusetts. It could go from Melbourne to Marichido. And we could see God do something in and through us because we've testified of who he is. So friends, I want to encourage you today in this area of Jehovah Rapha is that he is a God that heals. But friends, we've got to testify of that healing. We've got to declare that healing. That it's not a God can you, it's a God you can. And we begin to speak that. Why? Because our words, the same way in Genesis 1 created worlds, our words are the ability to establish something that's not there as though it was. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now let me land with this. The Bible tells us that the prayer of the righteous man avails much. It says the prayer of faith heals the sick. Wow. The prayer of faith heals the sick. Why? Because there is a sound. There is a, a declaration. The same way in Genesis chapter 1, God said, and there was. It's the same way in our healing. I want to encourage you right now. Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be afraid to speak uh, to that person. And you know, one of, one of my areas that I love to believe is God would do in someone as it is in heaven. Amen. And so I want to give you a prayer right now to lead people in when it comes to healing. This prayer, a good friend of mine, Alan Jones, um, you know, has seen so many people step into the manifestation of healing through this simple prayer. And it goes like this. When you, when you find someone who needs healing, lead them in this prayer. The same way as we lead them in a prayer of salvation, I want you to lead them in a prayer of healing. And the prayer of healing goes like this. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. I receive my healing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, when, when I encounter people who have, um, you know, trauma or 
they might have got pain in their body and that's one of the questions to ask is do you have any pain in your body well actually i do my my back well would you love to to repeat this prayer after me and friends the amount of time people say oh no no i'm, I'm not religious and i just say well neither am i but if you want to keep your, your pain go for it or if you want to get healing let's go for it and the amount of times the people all of a sudden realize actually i got nothing to lose here i actually don't want to keep my pain and so you just lead them in a simple prayer just pray this prayer with me this healing belongs to me because of what jesus has done i receive my healing now in the name of jesus and friends when you see that person when you ask them hey how's your back is your is the pain still there uh no or they might go oh well it is well on a scale of one to ten what is it well before i prayed what was it well it was a nine okay what is it now well it's a five well pray again let's pray again jesus did it it's precedent this healing belongs to me this full healing this complete healing belongs to me because of what jesus has done i receive my healing now in the name of jesus wow okay that pain's gone wow okay well friend that was jesus on the outside do you want jesus on the inside and this is where we get to lead people to Christ. This is where we get to, to allow the, the God who is Jehovah Rafari now become Jehovah Nisi, the banner of salvation in their life. Amen. So friends, I trust that what I've shared with you today is going to be life to you and life through you. And so let me pray now. And uh, we are going to see some incredible uh, fruit, I believe, come from what I've shared this morning and also as well as that's dovetailed and connected to what your incredible leaders have been sharing over these last couple of weeks. So why don't you put your hand on your heart with me this morning and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that the keys and the truths that I've released today are going to manifest and bear fruit in each of our lives. Lord, I thank you that when you reveal something to us, it doesn't just illuminate our hearts, but it illuminates our lives. And so, Lord, I thank you. Shine the light of healing. Shine the light of breakthrough today in our lives and through our hearts. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Now, friend, if you are watching this and you need healing in your body, why don't you repeat this prayer after me? This healing belongs to me. Because of what Jesus has done, I receive my healing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, if God has done something in you, why don't you uh, put it in the comments? Why don't you email uh, the church there? And uh, we'd love to know what God has done in you and through you. God bless you. Guys, it has been such an honor and a pleasure to be with you this morning. God bless you. And thank you, Julie. Back to you.